30th year as uh, voice of the Chiefs. Obviously, uh, these last 10 especially have been really special. But uh, preseason's here. We're rolling. Training camp's almost done. And uh, what an offseason, too. Just uh, goes without saying, but a pretty exciting time of year right now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's my 30th season, but it feels like my first. It always does. Uh, Matt McMullen, our senior team reporter, and I did an earlier podcast in Defending the Kingdom called The Off-Ramp. And any time I pull off, uh, getting off 29 to pull into campus, my stomach's churning like my first day of freshman football two-a-days. So I feel that way again. But, yes, these, these last 10 seasons have been remarkable to think that the Chiefs, no losing record. They're the winningest team in the league in that 10 years. And then, obviously, two Super Bowl championships, three Super Bowls in four years, five hosted uh, AFC championship games, and seven straight AFC West titles. And some things are unprecedented. In all of those ways, they're rarefied air in the NFL. And this offseason, I mean, it's so special. I mean, the ring ceremony, the, the parade, the draft, uh, the White House. Uh, what was all that like for you, getting to experience that? Tommy, it's been, it really wasn't an offseason. Uh, it just didn't feel like it um, because usually you can have a chance to exhale a bit. Yeah, you got many camps and OTAs, but this was the entire kingdom was kind of wanting a piece of it. And so when, you're, when you've been in my role for 30 seasons and you affect the entire kingdom, you actually name it the Chiefs Kingdom, people are wanting a piece of it. So it's just been two or three demands a day, quite honestly. It's been a challenge to, to manage it. But then one of my friends said, hey, don't complain when the ice cream's too cold. Because uh, I've been on the other side of this too, right? With two and two, 14 seasons. And, but anyway, it's, it's uh, our guys have managed it. The thing that I, I talked about, I was, at the, I was back in your neighborhood, really, I was talking to the Nebraska Association of Broadcasters on Wednesday. One of the reasons this team last year won the Super Bowl was the fact that it handled what was right in front of them. You cannot look at the mountain. Now we're getting ready to climb Denali again, right? But uh, you can't look at that. You just, you really just kind of put your pickaxe into the next rock and move. And this team's been able to do that. And uh, it's an extraordinary culture here. Well, you said it at this time last year that, you know, with maybe some of the things that were being said with Tyreek leaving, like you can disrespect this team and not take them seriously, but you'll have to deal with them and think the NFL and some pundits learned that. Uh, now this year, a bit similar, you know, a few big names are gone and some younger, maybe unproved guys trying to make their way in camp, uh, some new receivers. Um, just as we're now, what, 16 practices down, uh, what is your impression of this 2023 bunch? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the pundits – have not been saying that this year, not like they did last year. When I that all came oozing out after the Cincinnati victory in the AFC Championship game, you know, you can doubt the Chiefs, you can disrespect the Chiefs, you can dislike the Chiefs, you can have to deal with the Chiefs. P people have just kind of been quiet this year. That being said, there are challenges, obviously, to the 2023 team. Losing Juju Smith-Schuster with 900 yards of production and most notably being a chain mover because the Chiefs made a huge adjustment. We talked about it last year when I talked to you about adjusting to what defenses were taking away the deep ball so take the short one hit singles and doubles right and the Chiefs did that and they led the league in hitting if you want to give a baseball analogy for the Mustangs um, but now you have to do it again and now you have a you don't have a Juju Smith-Schuster you don't have a McCall Hardman there's 13 wide receivers in this camp I think six will make it but guys have to step up I look for Sky Moore who's had a very good camp to do so the rest of them I have to wait and see with all of them to see if they can jump up productivity. Uh, Mark Quesvaldez Scantling's one I think has jumped up mm -hmm. and showed more consistency. Then on the defensive side with Chris Jones' holdout, that uh, you know that kind of looms big, and Charles Amenahu having a six-game suspension. So who will step up there? How will Felix Anaduke Ozama do? Uh, the first-round pick out of K-State. What, what, what will he have? Who else will step up in the void of these guys? 
but overall, the lead paragraph, I'm giving you a long answer, but Tommy, the lead paragraph here to this camp, to me, um, the obvious is Mahomes and Kelsey and Coach Reed being unicorns. The less obvious, but almost as impactful, has been the progression of last year's 10-man rookie class wonder kid. Are they gonna jump up to another level as the second year? They have to, they can't stay where they were at. And they've actually done that. And so almost to a man, Nazi Johnson tore his ACL um, Saturday, July 29th. But uh, everybody else is climbing, and it's exciting to see that. Well, talking of this year's rookie, I think one thing that jumps out to me in the lead paragraph would be Daneric Prince. What an addition he's been. And he's an undrafted free agent. You know, some of these guys, Tommy, you wonder, we put so much time and effort into the draft as media or onlookers that we do, t- the, the, when you look, Tommy, at what um, – Brett Veach has done, and he just, they treat the fourth and seventh rounds and undrafted free agency like it's the first round. And just think of many guys, they've, I mean, Pacheco in the seventh round, uh, Jalen Watson in the seventh round. Uh, this year, Nick Jones is a guy, where's number 31 for fans who don't know him yet, out of Ball State. And then you mentioned Eric Prince. He, to me, is one of the more intriguing stories of the Saints preseason game. Because I have seen guys before in my brief 29 years prior to this who have been outstanding in camp. They get to a preseason game or a regular season game and they fade or falter. So we don't know yet with Daneric Prince. So this preseason will be important for him. But once fans hear him, see him, hear of him, see him, uh, they'll go, oh my gosh, it's a Niall Davis clone because that's what he looks like. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, this is year 13 in St. Joe. I know you're you're very fond of this city and this right. university, um, and we talk about it every year, but just it bears repeating uh, what makes this camp at this venue so successful and uh, makes makes fans want to come back every year at time. Tommy, people around the NFL, and I, this is going to sound arrogant, I don't want it to be arrogant, but they want to knock us off. But honestly, they're not willing to do what we do to try to knock us off. It's not about just getting high-level players and spending a whole lot of money. It's about really building something and how you build it. And I've always say that St. Joseph is the potting soil for these championship seasons. And Coach Reed sees the value in it as far as being together. Well, to do that, you have to have facilities, logistics. Uh, It has to work seamlessly, and it does at Missouri Western. And they all try to get better every year. The folks at Mosaic, people like, you know, Joey Austin and, and now, um, you know, Dr. Chris Larson's part of that group. And she was in the St. Joe school system for so long. They're amazing. Uh, the staff here, whether it's, you know, from Dr. Kennedy's administrative staff to the, uh, the police group is, is fantastic. Um, but it has to be seamless. Coach Reed cannot have to worry about something logistically. Uh, we've had brutal weather. I mean, we've been all over the map. I said we visited the whole solar system. We've been on the surface of Mercury, and we've been to the rings of Saturn. But to have the indoor facility, but then to have these fields drain like they do, we've been in and out, what, at least three or four times during training camp, where times where the other teams in the league wouldn't be able to get on a field. I mean, it's just taken for granted. But Coach Reed has every second planned. Everything, everything has to go as scripted. If it goes off script, it's a problem. But Missouri Western... The people of St. Joseph, um, the sponsors, folks like Mosaic, make sure it's seamless. The other thing is you talk about the city. I try to tell people, go, you know, I love the belt, right? Uh, you got a good Smith Center Redmond now running Chick-fil-A. And, and, uh, uh, and Jake Shank, great dude. Uh, but go below the belt and understand and see the history of this city and then great places to eat and visit. And 
uh, the charm of the city, the history of the city is amazing. And they go, well, we didn't even know about it. We'll discover it. And uh, like the, I always tell them, you know, St. Joseph has a Central Park. It's like Central Park in Manhattan. There's 22 miles of these parks uh, right in the center of town. Uh, and so I love it. I like to go a ton of different places to eat, try all kinds of different cuisine, and meet as many people as I can. But it's, uh, it's been a phenomenal camp again. And if we have a shot to get it done, again, this is the potting soil and fertilizer right here. I guess I'd end it with, you know, I've heard Chiefs fans, especially around here, say, as long as Andy Reid's here, you know, camp's going to be in St. Joe. Obviously, there's more to it than that. A lot of people involved in those negotiations. But would you agree with that sentiment that as long as Reid's in charge, they'll keep coming back here? I'm never going to put Coach's words in his mouth. Uh, I know what he thinks of it. I know he sees the value of it. He's not just here because, oh, okay, St. Joseph's cool. Uh, he, he understands what this is and, and why it is and why other teams somehow should try to, you know, they, they want to be on for ease or uh, whatever and, and not have the logistical challenge. So, uh, but, I mean, I would think that, but, but honestly, I mean, with Coach, whatever Coach wants to do, I'm with Coach, right? Because if he's not on the Mount Rushmore of NFL head coaches, he's on the next, he's on the next mountain. I think he's fifth all-time in wins and second all-time in playoff wins. That's That also is rarefied air. But he knows St. Joe and what this means. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, St. Joe, all the venues and, and businesses. All right, if we're going out to dinner tonight or hitting St. Joe, what are your couple oh, top man. three stops? Yeah, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> you are going to get me in trouble because I'm going to list them all. I can't, I can't, I, I can't do them all justice, yeah. right? But, I mean, I could start going south to north, like Hoofenhorn, all the way into downtown, Felix Street Gourmet is awesome. Uh, Gino's Pizza is the best in the kingdom, probably. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm thinking of our sponsors who could, you know. Uh, but um, there's a whole bunch more. I'm leaving them all out here. So uh, RC's, I tried RC's this year. That was good. Very different, right? Yeah. Round, round. Jake's. Yeah. I love Jake's, right? I get a little sports bar flavor. Uh, of course, Boudreaux's is, is famous. Um, I'm leaving some out. I'm going to get in trouble. So, but yeah, there's a whole bunch more. But I tried to try them all and try new ones. Uh, what is it? First Street Ward. Uh, what's the one? First Ward. First yeah. Ward. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. feel like you're walking into a saloon and crossing the Missouri River the next day in a wagon train, right? Uh, but I love it, man. I love that place. And that's that its own little charm and history located where it's at. And I'm leaving somebody out. Frederick Inn. Come on. Yeah. Frederick Inn's the best. Because I, I mean, I get. Busted by the, all the midbuck dragons that uh, <laughs> run uh, Frederick Inn, but uh, Hi Ho, uh, I love Hi Ho. Those chips are—I mean, kingdoms and, and wars have been fought over less. Uh, so I'm thinking of all—I'm going to leave somebody out now. I'm in big trouble, but there's thousands of them and yeah. and love it. But it, uh, if you—I don't care your cuisine or your your bon appetit—you'll find it here in this great city.